0: Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas homegrown music today's guest is austin-based singer-songwriter grace pettis what a beautiful girl she is an incredible talent and i told her i'd have her on when she had her new record done which is done now and it's called working woman so we're going to bring her on and have her do a few songs from that and tell us about the inspiration behind the record before we do though i'm going to do a song off one of my older records called like a lily and it's uh it's a song about um my childhood and uh something that i I'm grateful that I got through because it was kind of rough there for a little while, but I am a better person because I've been through it. And uh, I hope it speaks to a lot of you that have had some tragedy, maybe some things that happened in your childhood that you um, know that you are a better, stronger person as a result of it. And that's what the impetus of this song is called. It's called Strong Like a Lily. And when we come back, we'll be with Grace Pettis. And I know you're going to enjoy the show.
1: Strong like a lily.
0: Texas Homegrown Music, and this is the second time we've had Grace on. And um, I have been looking forward to this doll. Oh, me too. And I know because uh, we talked about having you on when you got your record done, and so you've been busy. During COVID,
2: yes, yeah. Yes. Somehow I got busier. Like I, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought, you know, we all were like, oh, I'll plant a garden. <laughs> I'll Um, yeah, right. I'll, you know, sew some pillows or whatever. And then just immediately I ended up having to hustle. Like, you know, 10 times as as hard to just kind of like replace as much of that income as possible and sort of like gather the wagons online and, you know, circle the wagons, meaning like just get every, get the tribe in one place with the patron, patron, Patreon thing, excuse me. And, uh, yeah, it just was like immediately, like so much more work.
0: <laughs> well, but, and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I found out for me that, um, a lot of times I kept thinking when I have more time, I'll be able to do more, but yeah. I don't seem to ever have more time. I know, I know, that's so true. <laughs> it seems like I, I just do more and then I don't have any time, I but, know. um, what I did and, and what I did love about the pandemic is it forced all of us to reset. Absolutely. And what yeah. I didn't like about re, uh, that the pandemic is it forced all of us to reset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. as a result, so many people and my friends, and especially those that are, you know, were counting on income that they made from music uh, and from playing live were just all of a sudden catapulted into this category of feeling like they were non-essential and not yeah. able to, you know, do anything about it. Who ever thought that we'd ever be at a place where we couldn't go somewhere and play a gig and at least pick up some tips.
2: Right. I know. I know. It just, it felt like, I mean, well, and part of it is, is kind of a good lesson because I do think, um, and this is a thing maybe we musicians don't think about, but, um, you know, with our health and everything, like so much of our job is dependent on like the ability to use our hands, like to, to carry gear, to like sing and perform. And those things aren't a given. I mean, and I have musician friends that like have gone through periods where they weren't able to work because they were in a health crisis. And, you know, it's, it's like a good reminder to have health insurance if you, if you at all can, if I, I know none of us can afford it, but it's good to have. And, uh, But the pandemic was, it it was kind of a, I think it was a reminder that just how fragile kind of everything is. It's like these things that feel really secure, like the ability to just go out with your guitar and make a hundred bucks on the weekend or whatever, at least, you know, like whatever happens, I can, I can hit up this bar and make a hundred bucks. And like, well, no, actually, you know, we are all in a really fragile ecosystem um, that depends on a lot of things. Going right every day for for us to be, and we're all just a couple steps from disaster. Well, really, at I any
0: know time, most you know? people are for sure, and, and we, you know, we found out very quickly that most Americans, and I'm, I say Americans, people all over across the globe mm-hmm. uh, didn't have anything to fall back on. You know, right. a lot of them don't have a savings account that we could dip into, and 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 like you said so many musician friends that don't have health insurance right um, and my husband and I are self-employed and we pay so much money for health insurance it's just ridiculous we're in the same um, boat yeah <laughs> and, and, and so I'm very very sad to, to see that but yeah but I know this I know that we're going to come out of it and some of us um better than others and i um, I unfortunately had some very good friends that died from COVID oh, and I'm it was so a, a big Big um, eye opener for me to see how fragile that we really are. And it also was a great thing to see people come together. Um, and and help one another and, and be there and and we're still in it. I mean, you know, it's yeah. not over. Yeah. It's we're not we're over, definitely calling yeah. out to a place where we can get out and, and play some gigs. And you know, I, we, as the vaccine is rolled out and a lot of people are taking the vaccine, I for one am a proponent of it. I did it in here. I yep. know there's a in lot here. of other there's a lot of other people out there that are like, no way, I'm putting that in my body. But you know, I I felt like for me it was the right thing to do, and I'm glad that I've done it.
2: Yeah. Well, kind of like you, like, you know, I haven't had anyone in my immediate family, but two people in my husband's family have passed away from COVID. So just seeing what COVID does to a body, um, I have seen that up close. So, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, there, there won't be any side effects or any people that have bad reactions. Like I know that that's the case with every drug, but like, yeah, I mean, and, and I get it's new science. I get people are nervous, but like you know, it's not really that new because it's been, they've been testing it for like 30 years. I mean, this is like a long research process. It seemed like it happened in a few months, but really it's, it's decades of work and research. And, um, and so I think it's just like, and and seeing up close what happens, like you were saying, when you have friends and loved ones that have had COVID that have passed away, I think it just gives you a different perspective where you're like, well, you know, maybe Moderna will give you a headache for 24 hours, but it's not going to be worse than what COVID can do to your body. Well, I
0: had COVID and I can tell you, I don't want it again. And I got out of it pretty, pretty easily for, for most people. And I'm, you know, I'm in my sixties. I'm, I'm kind of in that in that place where some people were like, "Uh Oh, but I, I, I can tell you that I don't, I don't want it. And I, you know, when we talk about it, and I, I, I don't want this show to be about vaccines, but when we talk about mm-hmm. vaccines, you know, I had a cousin that lost her hearing from the measles and we, wow. we, we take the, we've been taking that, you know, for years. And, and there yeah. are a lot of vaccines out there that have actually really prevented us from having epidemics and, and oh, pandemics. Yeah you know, for years. So I'm a proponent of it, but I don't, I don't Thank judge you. anybody. If they don't <laughs> feel like they want to take it. I'm that's, that's their deal, you know, but I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. It makes me feel a little bit safer going out and, and being out around people. And so I want to, I want to be able to do that. So that's, that's yeah. why I
2: did it. I, I did it for other people as well. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, you know, if I got it, I'd probably be all right. Cause I'm not in a high risk category, but you know, it's just, you know some vaccines you take for yourself um and this is one that you really take for other people that's you know, what did. i did i it did for it for people.
0: People. i wear masks for other people i don't i don't even think about it i don't i don't fall into that category of thinking that it's taking something away from me it's it's me it's an opportunity for me to give something to somebody else and that's how same i same here same here. Anyway, let's talk about Grace and this new record. <laughs> working And, um, and of course the single's been out for a, a little while. Um, I, I think I played it on the, the last time when we were together at the end of uh, towards the end of the year, last year, I think it was like November maybe when we had you on the show and we yeah. talked about you working on this record. And I'm interested in knowing, finding out how in the world did you get the Indigo girls and you've got the Watson twins and you've got all these great people singing with you and playing with you. What a a wonderful feeling for you. It's got to be grace um, to know that these artists are out there wanting to be a part of your your music.
2: Man, it's it's yeah, it's it's been overwhelming. And you're not the only one like my phone's been blowing up. All my friends are like, how did you Well, no, I don't mean that, that. No, 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 I know,
0: but I like that wrong in any way. No, I no, know, no. incredible. But um, I just think it's really fun when you can find other artists that'll collaborate with you, and and and
2: you know. No, 20- but it, it is a good question because I mean, let's be real. Like this is a first record with a label for me. Like I'm not anybody. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any clout. Hey, I don't stop, have any. Stop, you know. Stop. No, no no I mean I'm, I'm being real like I am not not good
0: smart
2: people you'm saying I'm not good at what I do but I'm just saying like I don't have I don't have a padded resume yet you know so like it I was I was uh really blown away honestly like that any of them said yes they didn't have any reason to. They didn't have like, it's not like it would be like a good career move or something like, well,
0: but they said, yes, you know, about them
2: too, you know, and I,
0: I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way of um, giving other people a little bit of a shot in the arm, kind of like, Hey man, we want to help you. We'd like to, if, if if having my name or having our S on there, if you think that's going to help you, then
2: let it, let us do it. And that's, you know, honestly, yeah, it just really speaks to them and their generosity because they, just said yes um they did it because they wanted to i suspect that's the only reason they do anything these days um <laughs> but i was really surprised and flattered and and uh so grateful it was it was incredibly generous of them so
0: yeah Well, um i'm happy for you but um so ruthie foster was involved in working woman correct
2: yeah, she was, she actually was the first one who covered the song. Um, So she recorded it before, before I did. And uh, yeah, that's what I, I remember. And
0: yeah. um, of course, you know, Ruthie's definitely, a, she's a household name in Austin for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and I've been a fan oh, of hers for years. And, um, and so that, that had to tell you something when Ruthie says, man, I want to record that
2: song. You're like, oh man, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're a songwriter, you're a musician. Like it's, it was like the best day. Like I, I remember I was in a hotel room and I got the call, um, from my friend Dan and he, you know, he had, he had been like kind of sh- sort of letting a couple songwriters in town know that she was looking and people were sort of sending in songs. And, um, and I got the call that she had picked, she would picked my song and I just like was dancing around the hotel room, like <laughs> had to celebrate about a bottle of wine. Like I was just, because she's just, I mean, if you think about the best voice, that you can think of i mean it's ruthie foster like she yeah. if you look up singer in the dictionary there's probably a picture of her She's definitely you know, got a picture there yeah like there is if you want anybody in the world singing your song it's ruthie foster so it was you know and and that song i was very attached to it was like one of my favorite songs i'd written and i wouldn't have just let anybody record it
0: right you you had to know she was gonna do a good job so
2: yeah yeah well because I mean I wanted to record it and I was like you know I wouldn't give it to just anybody so but I was I was beyond honored you know that she she wanted to record it and she of course sang the hell out of it and (laughs) just you know and it and that was such a a thing for her to do for me you know so well, yeah. So, so CMT picked up your um, video.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and yeah I, I saw that. It's so great. I love it. And um, and your version, of course, is as the as the penned writer. Um, to me. I love Ruthie and I love what she did with it, but I love your version and I want to play it now. I want everybody to cool. hear it. When we come back, I want to talk about some other songs on the record. And, um, and by the way, I, you can tell I'm, that, you know, I'm in my sixties. I still call everything a record. <laughs> it's just the way it is.
2: Yeah. Well, I <laughs> do too. Fun. I mean, I think those words are cooler anyway, so. I
0: do too. <laughs> when we come back, we'll be talking with Grace Pettis, but for right now it's called Working Woman. It's the title track of her, her album that's um, getting ready to land out there for everybody and I know you're going to love it so we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas and my guest Grace Pettig. She's overtime
3: time under pay
4: She's kicking and taking night.
0: Now with Grace Pettis, and we want to talk about um, just how this record came to be. I mean, I know that you've been working on on it for a while. What is it that you know? I know you found this incredible producer. to so tell us all about it and, you know, taking you to another level because this definitely has, and I've noticed you, you're starting to get a lot of engagement from radio stations and a lot of, a lot of lookers from all over. Tell me how that makes you feel and how that all came to be. Cause I know there's a lot of artists out there that like to know, how do you get from doing your indie stuff to this? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I I've been very fortunate, um, since day one, really, like since I was writing songs in my dorm room, um, just knowing really great producers. So like I knew Billy Crockett and and then I became friends with Dan Barrett. And so I've had, I have had just like great producers around, you know, since the beginning. And, uh, I think, I think that was a luxury that a lot of young artists don't have, you know, a lot of artists are recording their own stuff. They're doing that, but, um, yeah finding mary was so i've known mary for years but i knew her in the context of just like another songwriter musician kind of in the in the tribe you know and uh we tried to write a few times and like you know i was a big fan obviously of her songwriting and her voice i mean she's just incredible incredible as an artist
0: tell everybody about mary and her, her stuff
2: for people that don't know well, she's got a great record called uh, Violet's Camouflage. I think I would start there. And she produced that one. And, and she's produced a few other things. She was in a duo called The Reckless Electric that did a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, I love the EP that, that she co-produced for that. And, um, you know, she's, she's done a, a number of other records, uh, Jackson Emmer, a few other people. But she's really kind of, I think, in the beginning upward swing of her career as a producer. And most people are familiar with her as like an award-winning songwriter an artist. So, which was really the way that I thought about her and as a friend, you know, and then, um, I think I was like a Facebook post where she was doing a record for the Red Dirt girls. And I was like, Hey, wait a second. <laughs> Cause it was like produced. I'm so excited to be producing. Oh, like, so producing. Thinking, yeah. You didn't realize she Yeah, was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So then I had to go back and I was like, Oh wait, she produced that. Right. And she produced, that. I kind of like, I kind of sort of had known that she was doing that, but, um, I wasn't really totally familiar. Um, so it's it's funny, like the head of my label, Rachel Sage, it's kind of a similar situation. Like she's someone that I knew as a songwriter and musician and kind of had forgotten that she like also owned a record label <laughs> and was also oh a producer. So yeah, it's just things like that happen to me sometimes. Um, it's just like, you know, when you're in the songwriter club, you just kind of think of people as songwriters and you kind of forget what they do. And usually most of us have some other kind of job too, you know? But um, so... Yeah, so Mary's a producer and uh, I love her music. And, you know, she's from Georgia, a similar part of the country is me. I, I grew up in Atlanta and also in Alabama and she grew up in like rural Georgia. So we had a lot of kind of common ground and common experience. And, and I think we both felt like the weird kid in a small town. So we sort of yeah. had that in common too. And she really understood I think just where I was, where I'm coming from as an artist, um, where I'm coming from as a songwriter, and and where um, you're coming from as a message, you think maybe like, because
0: um, I, here's the interesting thing, you know, you're you're pinned as, and I, I hate labels, I I want to, get yeah. it. but I I you know whenever you look up an artist, they they always have to put put a label of some sort under there, and of course they've got you as country and folk and right, and and, and the reality is, I mean. Gosh, girl, I hear rock in there, and I definitely yeah. <laughs> hear—I definitely hear alternative, um, you yeah. know, and a, a funky kind of bluesy vibe on some of your stuff, and I yeah. don't I don't really hear like country country, so. Yeah, Um, you know, to me, um, because, uh, you know, I know that you've got the indigo girls playing with you, um, Mm -hmm. and you've got the, the, of course, the Watson twins, which would probably be a little bit more in the country vein. Do you think?
2: Well, they are like kind of a, you know, they are sort of a country adjacent, at least, you know, group themselves. And, um, but they also like seeing back up with Jenny Lewis and, you know, so they're, they're, you know, but their stuff is really hip. And it's, yeah. I think it's, I think the track that they sang on, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Cause like, yeah, you would think that they would bring like country element to the we'll song. Well, never get it but back. It has really, no country yeah. vibe <laughs> for me at but all. But you know what? It was recorded in the studio where the gambler was recorded um it was recorded by an artist who grew up on a mountain in a log cabin in alabama and it was written with two southern girls from pensacola you know so it's kind of that's where i grew up yeah yeah well one is one is a girl one is a a they them you know but like from pensacola and uh yeah so two little southern locals and uh you know and the watson twins are in the band is southern and like so it's i think that um there definitely is country in what I do. It's not not country, but I, I think maybe we have, like, a really narrow definition of, like, what that is. And um, no, I honestly, think I'd it's rather like, say it's
0: kind of like Texas. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind a of southern like, record. It's a
2: southern kind of rock, kind of rock. Yeah. You know, but you're but you're so right, and I I you know like the, it was recently featured on like this page with other videos and uh, some like blog or something, and and I went and I listened to all the other songs and they had like a really particular you know, brand and sound. And it just stood out like a sore thumb. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I can't really well, I tell
0: you. But- <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm, 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 I'll am i just give them a little bit of a kudos here, but on the boot where they had all these other artists. And I, I, I was like, Okay, well, I get that these are all, but your song stood out for me in, <laughs> in, in a really cool way, by the way. And I think probably maybe because I'm really into lyrics as a mm. songwriter, you know, mm-hmm. it's, sound is very important to me, but I also want to hear what's the message and what are you trying to say? And yeah. your song has so much depth to it. And, and, you know, I could totally relate to the whole premise of the things that we go through and that you try to figure out. And sometimes it's just not about trying to figure it out. It's just, just trying to to kind of morph through life as you go.
2: Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think it's about just kind of living in the moment and not getting so caught up, not overthinking or thinking you're doing it wrong, or just because there's experts that say one thing. I mean, it's about kind of like the moment that you're in, that you're alive in is your moment. Um, and don't let anybody tell you different because if you're breathing and you're alive, then this is, This is your moment. This is your life. You know, you only get one. So, you know, it's it's just sort of about that. It's about um, and I think part of it came out of a conversation we were having. The conversation started with like like millennials, you know, because we were reading all these articles about me and my co-writers, Haynes Scott and uh, Nicole Dean. we were talking about how there's all these articles about millennials at the time, you know, about how, like, we all just eat avocado toast and, you know, we're like, (laughs) none of us own homes or like, and we're just how we act in the, in the office place, you know, like if you like on Forbes or whatever, there's always, there were all these articles and they're really popular for a while. And, um, we were just like, you know, it just, we're all sort of from that generation. So we were just sort of thinking like, we just can't let anybody tell us who we are or, you know, what our place Mm -hmm. is other than Mm -hmm. us. You know, like you have to be. It's not just millennials, by the way. No,
0: no, no. It's everybody. It's every generation. I do get it. I think people jumped on that very quickly and tried to. Tried to say that you know, oh, the millennials don't
2: have a clue. I, I'm just so tired of like a generation- job do they know this generational way- war in general? I'm just like yeah. over it. I'm like, I'm you know what? So people are We I mean, so We just it. take people as people. Like, do we have to like put them into categories? I mean, this is what you were talking about earlier. Like, this is just obsessive need that we have to label everything. And I think, no, no. I, I I do think like the younger generation they're kind of the anti-generation generation generation because they just don't care about labels. They don't care. I know. I love, I love it.
0: I absolutely love it. And I hope it takes, I hope it takes root and grows so big that it kind of, you know, all the other things become weeds that get pulled out and then it just takes over because I'm so, so tired
2: of labels. I can't tell you. And, you know, like if you I, part I, I, your hair this way, you're it. wrong. Or if you wear these kind of jeans and you're this thing, and you're wrong, and you have to do this, and you know, just like you know, can we all just be people and just hang out? Like, do we have to? Put us, Why are we always trying to put people in like the us and them categories? It drives me nuts.
0: I know. But, I, I know. Don't don't get me started because you know, <laughs> I'm in pain with my husband right now, and I can't tell you how horrible it is. Uh. Yeah, like I'm brutal, sorry. Brutal on <laughs> every level. And it's like, and it's not even supposed to, it's, it, he's running for re-election to be mayor in McKinney. And it's supposed to be a nonpartisan race. And there again, there our opponents are trying to make it completely partisan. And it's like, dude, don't you realize when you do that, you're cutting out half of the people in the city? It's like, yeah. Gosh, well, if
2: you we do just take people as people and just be like, "What do you think about this issue? What do you yeah, think about this?" Actually, just you say like what
0: that? you want to do for the community and let people be. We're we're we're, we're actually really smart individuals. We kind of know what we want. Let right. us just get get just get that human point first. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I, yeah. Uh, I know. I'm hard. totally on board with that. And I wanna I wanna get rid of the labels completely. And that's why I'm totally embracing this whole thing about age and all that. It's like, you know, yeah. we it, we made us we made us have age. You know, we were the ones that, that labeled us having to have years and you know, based on how many times we go around the sun. Exactly. I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to live for the moment and take in everything in, in, around me. And, you know, I yeah. get labeled as that crazy, you know, hippie chick, but I, I don't care.
2: But you <laughs> know, like, honestly, a like, when there's another label. <laughs> it's just all that exists is, is like where you are right now. Like that's, this is the only vantage point that we have is this moment. Yeah. So like, keep writing my music know.
0: about it, my love because I, yeah. I,
2: I well, we're, we're gonna play like that. that. We're
0: gonna play that track right now, Never Get It Back, Never Get It Back by Grace Pettis, with the Watson twins singing in the background. And um, it's it's very beautiful. It wasn't in, when I heard they were singing in on it, I was like, Cool, I'm gonna hear what they do on this. And then I was like, Oh man, oh it's, so cool. <laughs> it's, cool, <right? laughs> it's so cool, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's it's perfect but they. I don't know how you guys came up with it, but I'm sure that they came in. It
2: was, all them. It. It was all them. it was all like well, them. Was just, well, and Mary helped. That, Mary, Mary, yeah, Mary, our producer, like she she crafted a lot of the harmony parts, uh, right. but then they brought their own kind of Thing.
0: <laughs> Got uh, really bad. phenomenal job, and i think you guys are gonna love it and i know you are um so here we go we're gonna play another song by grace pettis off of that new record coming out called working woman this particular song is called never get it back and uh, i can't wait to come back and, and talk about the next song too so here we are on texas homegrown music with grace pettis and you're just a doll baby i, I could sit there looking at you all day out your, your parents must be beautiful
4: <laughs> oh, that <laughs> that is so a beautiful feeling
0: nice. right there. <laughs> you were so sweet. Oh my god We'll be right back. I'm Haley Thomas, Texas Home Drug Music. too fast and I think this happened the last time that, that I had you on this show because you're just so lovely and so easy to talk with but I do want to talk about um, this song Landon because you've done this you've, you've done an incredible acoustic version of this song that we're going to feature on the show and by the way people I want you to um, go to our YouTube channel we're going to feature it on our um, YouTube channel for Texas Homegrown Music and also you can find it on her channel as well Grace Pettis and by the way it's spelled P-E-T-T-I-S for all of you that, that want to look her up But she tackled a a subject um, uh, about her friend Landon from high school that came out and 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 she was brought up in a very strict sounds like kind of um, evangelical, maybe background where, you know, gay people were looked at as a sinner.
2: Mm. Would that be? Yeah, well, it's I had kind of an unusual um, upbringing because my parents are really different people politically and like religiously and and so my mom is very much like a hippie and she's she was pro-gay rights before it was cool you know what i mean and so is my grandma weirdly oh that's cool yeah but um on the other side of my family you know has very devout um lovely christians and you know faith is very important um to my family on that side and and it's important to me for that matter you know i'm i'm very liberal yeah. But, you know, I, I, I respect people who are trying to like honor God and follow Jesus. And I get that that's hard. Um, and sometimes it's hard when you're told certain things your whole life and, um, you know, it's tough. This is, this is tough. This is hard stuff we're talking about, um, that runs really deep into the core of who people are. So on the one hand you have, you know, the queer community and like, if you're gay, if you're trans, if you're, um, you know, by like, this is who you are. This is not a thing that you chose. This is not, um, this is not a political statement. This isn't like a rejection of faith. Like this is, this is just who you are. And so to be rejected, like on that level, that core identity level is like just the hardest thing. One of the hardest things I think a person can go through, especially when it's rejection in your own home, in your own community, in your own church, you know? Um, and on the other hand, we have, we have people who, uh, really love God, genuinely love God, love, you know, and they're trying to be righteous and and live good lives and, and do what their pastors tell them to. And, uh, and that's core too, you know, that's a core heart thing as well. And so I think it's, that's what makes us so difficult in the South, um, especially, but all over the country is, you know, so, um, but I think we need to we need to be more generous with our love. Um, and I think if we start there, that's where the conversation starts. I think um, we don't need to say, like, am I allowed to love this person?
0: That's a beautiful like that, way to put it, Grace. That's really that's really the best way to put it. And, and no matter how you were brought up, if you were brought up in this um, stringent Christian background, which I kind of was, um, you know, the one thing that I always took out of it, and I'm so grateful for it, was that Jesus said that we're supposed to love one another as we sure. love ourselves. And, and in and, fact, he said that was the,
2: yeah, that's the most important commandment is love the Lord I mean, God with you all your strength, love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments all the others can be thrown away so. to those yeah. two. Those two. And, and that right there is to me
0: in a, a way for us to embrace everybody in that particular vein period there's yeah
2: this- i mean and it's it's a tough conversation to have um i've been having it at merch tables and cd tables like for the past few years ever since i wrote this song and i start started playing it out i've had parents i've had kids like come up to me and say like i'm i'm gay like my parents won't accept me like you know and being able to kind of talk to them about landon's story and and my story in being a bad friend to him and coming around, you know, and, and, um, getting a second chance at being a better friend. And, um, and I've had parents say, you know, my daughter just came out and I don't know what to do. You know, I don't, I'm really wrestling with this. Like I'm struggling. And so I've, I've heard, I've heard people on every side of the, of the conversation. And I I do think that there's is hope. And I think, um, people come to the other side of that. They do. But I think um, it starts with committing to loving generously. It starts with remembering that God is love. Um, start there, you know, and and um, that would be my advice to anybody that's like, you know, starting to venture down this rabbit hole. And don't be afraid to ask questions and have doubt and um, wrestle with your faith, because like it doesn't make you lose everybody. I remember, you know, when I started getting really vocally liberal and stuff online, I had like concerned friends from back home being like, well, don't lose your faith. And you know, you still love Jesus. Right. And I'm like, you know, so I think it was CS Lewis. that said like, you don't know the strength of a rope until you're hanging by it off of a cliff. There and you, you know, what I, 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 is think be...
0: I think it's a good <laughs> healthy thing for us to
2: question it. I think, I think yes. it's I mean, to question. Yeah. It. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, you don't know what it is without questioning it. Like, you don't know, you don't know how much you trust God until you start to trust God. And the word faith is directly translated as trust. So, you know, if this is, if you're gay and you're like, well, I don't know if God's going to love me anymore, you know, trust God. And um, whatever anybody else is telling you, I'm here to tell you that you were made the way you are on purpose. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. As
0: hard as it is, Grace, um, and as hard as it is, uh, and of course, you've got the you've got the perfect name for it. As hard as it is, all of us have um, these feelings of insecurity about our life mm-hmm. and things and stuff. And, and, you know, it's by grace that we accept who yeah. we are in God. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that anybody would choose to be gay unless they felt that that's who they were because it's too hard of a life.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. I mean, I think there's probably some awesome things about being gay. <laughs> Sometimes I envy, like, my lesbian friends, you know, because they can, like, share clothes and stuff. But um, <laughs> certain, <laughs> certain things like that that I do, uh, maybe I would choose if I could. But the point is none of us can, you know. So um, it, none of us should be, like, penalized or um, persecuted yeah. for who we are. Well, you know? Know? Too. And so it's.
0: I tell my kids, and I, I, I told them from the time they were young. I said, "Listen, it's relationship. It's about relationship. It's about love. It's about loving one another in, in, in whatever capacity that is for you. I'm accepting you in lieu of whatever anybody else says, and, mm-hmm. um, and that's to me the most important thing in in, in all of our lives and in, in everything that we do, and even those that don't love us back. You know, and so that's, I'm, I'm learning to do that now. I, I, I honestly, when I find out that there's people out there that, you know, say things about me that aren't true or say things that are mean, I kind of have to look at it like I wouldn't want to live in that world where you do that. Mm-hmm. I, that's not where I want to live. And I feel for them in a way because I don't want to take that on. I wouldn't want to have that. On me, yeah. you know, but I think it's beautiful what you'd wrote. And I, and you know, reading about how this song came about made it even more, you know, perfect in my world because you put yourself out there and you said, and you were very quick to say, Hey, I didn't do it right. I, you know, be I let the I, you know, we all come. With, the, with a little bit of um, baggage, you know, mm-hmm. from our upbringing, and you came with that a little bit with Landon, and then you came to a place where you understood, wait a minute, maybe this isn't right. Maybe I need to look, look at this again.
2: You know, I think um, I think a lot of it was my upbringing, a lot of it was uh, what I heard in church, and like, that's definitely a big part of it. But I, I also want to take responsibility for, you know, not paying attention frankly and not not caring because it didn't affect me you know it was like there were gay people in my life growing up you know we had neighbors we had friends and I never really stopped to wonder what it was like to be them and to live in their shoes and and because I didn't have to um and I really didn't think about it that hard you know until one of my very best friends came to me and you know came out and uh along with a few other, you know, friends in his family, like I was in the, the list of phone calls, you know, and, um, that's, a, that's a short list for people. That's a list of people that, that you trust, you know, people that know you, mm-hmm. that you know them and, and there's a real bond there. And, you know, it's, it, I want to take responsibility for judging him in that moment and leaving him out to dry, like in the moment when he needed a friend. And all he really needed was somebody to just listen and say, like, I hear you. Um, I accept you for who you are. Like, um, I admire your bravery and like your courage in in living a true life. Um, And instead he, you know, he got like a canned answer um, that even I didn't really believe. From the day we Never the same.
4: You wear the mascot at the football game. Big brown eyes in a wildcat suit. Hugging your knees outside the classroom. Favorite child of the same Pettis,
0: she's just a sweetheart of a person and beautiful, by the way. If any of you ever have a chance to go see her, she's just a doll baby and uh, got an incredible life ahead of her. I know she does. She's got she's got everything that you need to to have a successful career. Good writing, good musicianship, and a great personality to go along with it. So I am going to close the show today with a, a happy birthday to our iconic Texas artist, Willie Nelson, who I've been privileged to see many times. And I hope I get to see him again soon. He just turned 88 years young and still playing strong, releasing records all over the place. Pretty much every year, you can always count on Willie putting something out there in recordings, either with himself or with other people, which is just... This is such a nice thing to hear I love it and I'm inspired by it it makes me want to go record some music right now so I'm going to close the show today with a song called Our Song a beautiful song that he wrote about his love of his life and uh, his wife and I know that uh, she's probably feeling pretty special every time she hears this and it's a beautiful melody I know you're going to enjoy it so we're going to close the show today with it and just say thank you for listening I hope you'll tune in next time with Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas And thanks to Tupps Brewery And the Guitar Sanctuary for making this possible We'll see you guys next time Remember to love life you get out of what you put into it Peace out everybody
1: In this time That I've been given To fill my life With living I hope I've done the best that I can do. Yes, regrets, I've got a few, but honey, none of them is you, and I need you like a singer needs a song. me.